everybody. Hey, welcome to the Homo Talk Show on Verse TV. And this is what? Week 103, baby! And it's your boy, Rocky the Chicago Object. Holla at me. Who got in the building today? Oh, yeah, so yeah. You got your boy at Show Week Music, W-E-E-K-E-S, at Show Week Music on everything. Chilling like a villain up in Harlem today, doing Verse TV. Feel me? Girl, we all gonna go to the right. Who else you got in the building today? Hey, Dari Day. Look, I said I was the queen and guru last time, but we gonna refer to myself as the queen king this time. How y'all doing? Okay. Just like that. Girl, to the left. Who else you got? Well, my name is Quincy from IVC. I have my double dust sleeve right there. Um, everything double dust. The lead is called the International Double Dust Sleeve, and I'm look. I'm just I'm just here for the shit. Cause I'm just here for the shit. Ooh 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 ooh. Week one oh three, baby. Ah, uh, so Aaron, uh, is gonna get us kicking and popping with our uh, almost tea. So, millennials facing forty, and this comes from Yahoo.com's lifestyle section. Now, Olympian and fellow millennial Lolo Jones, who is 38, said, quote, I get bored because I feel I am never going to meet someone in person. Damn it, I'm losing my last prime year of my life to lock down my husband before my face melts. I swear, COVID year gave me 10 extra God helping the cause to lock someone down before I get old, old. Now, with with that, hearing her talk about such goals before turning 40 reminded Aaron Mack in his early 20s when he was slightly worried the same way about 30 in gay years, you know? And what are appropriate relationship goals to set by age and why? Also, sex advice columnist Dan Savage, who has a husband, said, and I'm paraphrasing, sometimes a series of high-quality short-term relationships are just as good as one high-quality long-term relationship. Do we agree or disagree? Why? Rocky? Okay, so um, what are the appropriate relationship goals to uh, to set by age? That's the first um, part. Say it again? That's the yep, first that's part. The first part. Okay, so... Um, for me, what are the appropriate uh, relationship goals to set by age? Um, make sure that you guys have a like a goal to, to, to build. That's one thing. Like, if you're going to be with somebody, you want to be with somebody that's going to help you build or have that mindset of building, have a dream of building together. Um, that's one thing. You don't have a passion and a dream. That's that's where it starts. You know what I mean? You if you don't know where you're gonna end up in life or whatnot, you need to figure it out. Life is short. So go ahead and, and go out there and, and make goals. Make goals for yourself, personal goals. And then if y'all have the same goal, meet in the middle and do it together. 
That's what I have. That's what I'm I think. Right. Um, so, um, well, and then why, why, do I, why, why do I think it's important to do, to have um, like goals for a certain age is because certain things when you were younger, it kind of plays out. And then, you know, you do it over and over and over and over and over again, it gets old. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's time to settle down, <laughs> you know, chill a little bit. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, before um, you finish, Seth Collins, Dan Savage um, said sometimes a series of high quality short term relationships are just as good as a one high quality long term relationship. Do you agree or disagree with that? Hmm. Um, yes, yeah, sort of. I, I sort of agree with that because, um, when you think about it, it's like, hold on, because I just, I just lost my thought. Yeah, so like with, like with short term, I've had some t- short term relationships and you learn from them and you can build and, and use th- those things that you learn from those middle, the, the many experience, I'm very adventurous. So it's like, I like to learn different things and whatnot. Yeah, I've learned some hard lessons or whatever, but then they all made me better and how to, if I want a relationship, what will work, what would not work, learning about myself, what I should do, what I shouldn't do, what I shouldn't deal with, what I shouldn't put up with, you know what I mean? That that kind of thing, um, you know, uh, you, you learn from previous bad apples. That makes sense. Well, all right. Um, I guess I'll uh, go ahead and jump in um, <clears throat> on this one. I'll say what are appropriate relationship goals to set by age? I say it depends on what part of age you are in life because when you're 18, you have a certain set of goals that you're trying to do and live your life. You're trying to be 18, you know, but then when you're 25, you know, you, you know, now you can rent cars, you know, and I have a, and get a discount and I have to worry about paying extra money and all this other stuff in hotels and you know, so your responsibilities change. So I feel like it's more appropriate to understand for, for yourself as your responsibilities change to set it based on the age you are in that time frame. Because as you age, your responsibilities change. I got right here, Dari's getting ready to turn, you know, uh, uh, a special age. I'll say that. You might not want to tell me. I don't know. <laughs> but he's getting ready to turn a special age. And so I feel like when you have a special age, you know, you start to think and look at life differently. So... For me, it's more based on the age that you are. And as you transition in your life and progress, your responsibilities and your outlook changes. So make sure you adjust it based on your age. Don't be thinking like uh, an 18-year-old in your 30s. You know, that don't make sense. You should have grown up at some point and figured it out. Some of these, some of us men out here, 32, still thinking like a a 22-year-old. Get it together. Get it together. Um, And and as far as the last question, when it came to the sex column, uh, column is Dan Savage. A series of high quality short term is just as equal as one good long term relationship. Do I agree with this? As a person who uh, is a relationship oriented person, uh, I would say yes, because I'd rather have some relationships or one long term one than to have none. It's a little scary when you're talking to people nowadays and they've been single for eight years or they've never had a relationship and they're 30 something. I'm like, ooh, that's a little scary. Feels like you got to learn a lot. That you missed out on with that person you're gonna settle down with in the sense to get to know them, to make them your boyfriend, girlfriend, or you know, special friend, life partner, however you want to see it. So it's like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like if you have no experience, I've had some experience, whether short term or long term, then that. 
So that's my answer for that. I agree with it. You need, I'd, I'd rather you, you know, have some kind of experience because I'm not trying to take it back to kindergarten and be, uh, uh, you know, training and putting training wheels on and having to teach. I ain't trying to do that. You need to be at a certain level that I'm on. You ain't got to be on my level or, you know, at least be at the, you know, somewhere close to it or them in there or way above it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, not all the way down here because that's too far for me. That's too far for me to reach. That's too far for me to reach to pick you up. I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, sorry, talk to us. When it comes to this particular topic, first thing is, you know, what what are appropriate relationship goals to be set by age? Um, okay, and so this one, this was um, something I had to think on because growing up, I didn't have relationship goals because my main, I mean, my main thought train was marriage was the main goal. So growing up, I knew that that well at that time that wasn't an option for me. Y'all around my age, y'all know what I mean. So, you know, growing up, that wasn't an option for me. So I didn't set goals. However, the older I got, and once that became an option, it was like, okay, now, now that you know where the finish line is, let's start setting goals to get towards that finish line. Um, and the main thing for me was really just making that goal to at least like because I, I had to say this um, my first time being on the show I, I have to I have to give effort because if I don't give effort then I don't understand why anyone else would give me effort you know what I mean so that's a goal that I had to set because I'm again I'm my biggest downfall when it comes to relationships so that was the main goal for me now, mm-hmm. as far as the second part, um, the the short series of relationships versus the long term relationship, I absolutely mm-hmm. agree because um, someone like myself who who I call I call myself a serial lover. So I mean, I've there there have been some relationships where I've only been in two to three weeks and I was in love and it was meaningful to me, still is. And there have been some times where like my longest relationship was five years. I forget about that one more than I forget about the two or three week re- relationship sometimes. So for me, it's all about the love that's given and received during that period between the two people. So like that, I agree with it. That's an answer right there. I like that. I wanted oh, to chime in so bad, but it's but it's, it's it's a whole it's gonna change the whole topic because <laughs> I was just like, are you gonna take us sorry. somewhere else? Was it you know? Go ahead, talk about it. So it's like okay, so what I'm learning about, yes, I've, I'm there with you. So my thing is what I'm learning about that situation is you also learn, but as a hopeless romantic, this is the reason why I can't watch Noah's Ark and all these romantic movies. I swear to God, I can't. Uh, I couldn't do it by myself. Because when you with somebody, you fall in love with the idea of love to the point that this person really show you who they are. My best friend used to sit there and say all the time that it was representatives, 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 and then it started clicking. I'm like, these people put up this front and they're not who they are. And that's why I tell them all the time, you better be who you are at all times because if you come in a bag on me in three months, guess what I'm going to do? Leave you in that bag on the side of the road because I ain't got time. This is me. This is who I am all the time. So if I can give you myself and give you all of me so that you can learn and understand who I am as a person, then I expect the same. Go ahead. I asked one question in the beginning. 
what color are you? Because in the end, if your color is different, then we weren't meant to be. Interesting. Show me, show me your colors in the beginning is what is basically what I mean. Show me uh, your colors in the beginning. Because if you can't show me your colors in the beginning, in the end, the rainbow means nothing to me. You just motivated me to write another poem for my book. Thank you. Well, come on for the motivation. I love uh, being and, you. And I, uh, come on now, right? And I, uh, a matter of fact, I want you, when, we, when this live is done, I want you to go in my inbox and message that so I can have it in my head. Because, yeah, I'm going to work on that. I like that. I got you. I what sure will. What color are you? Those of you out there, what color are you, right? Uh, we're going to keep things moving uh, over to our next topic in our homo scene today. Uh, take it away, Aaron Mack. All right. The next topic is the right time. Now, on an Uber ride in Northeast Ohio, Aaron Mack mentioned his date later that evening. And the driver kindly said, oh, I hope she treats you right. And remembering Verse TV's previous barber discussion, Aaron Mack quickly informed the driver that, well, the date is with a dude. And without missing a beat, the driver said, I hope he treats you right. And Aaron Mack later thought about how he currently uses a walker and part of the driver's concern in his question may have just been related to that. Now, Aaron Mack wondered, is it ever appropriate to correct someone on sexuality? When? And are there ever times that it's best to receive their kind words and just keep it moving? Part of our LGBT plus progress comes from people casually living their truth, though. And to add to the equation, it's been said that most strangers who ask, how are you, don't really care, and it's kind of just an empty pleasantry. And his saying, I hope she treats you right, might have just been an empty pleasantry. Troy, uh, wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, thanks. Um, so is it just to be clear, the first question is when is it ever appropriate to correct someone on sexuality? I just want to make sure it's appropriate. Is that what you Yeah, it, it's it's kind of an is it always appropriate to correct someone on the sexuality thing? Like is it always something that you should do or should you sometimes just be like, okay, yeah. Okay. So to answer that, I say I will say it depends on the person. Um, and the reason why I said it depends on the person because you that's a stance you have to take and be ready to stand by who you are. And being ready to stand by who you are, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to when you make that statement about who you are, you're gonna have to talk about it all the time or defend it or whatever the case may be. So you have to be strong enough to be able to have those kind of conversations. Or just if somebody gives you a compliment, let it be. You can't handle it and you're not ready to stand stand your two feet on the ground. And every time it happens and, and stand in that for the support the cause, then you know that's fine. That doesn't make you any less of a man or woman because you can't. Just know yourself. 
You know what I'm saying? That, that's what's important. So it's always appropriate to correct them because you are who you are and nobody should assume. You know, they shouldn't ask if anything. They should never assume. So um, it's, it's never inappropriate. It's always appropriate to, to me, I, I feel. But like, again, it depends on the person. If you don't have that kind of personality that can deal with the fact of, hey, I'm standing in my truth and standing in this and I'm going to deal with it, then, you know, deal with it. If not, then don't do that because then you're just going to, People are going to make you feel some type of way about yourself. You're going to start second-guessing your own self because you don't stand in that, knowing you feel some type of way. So as long as you stand in your own truth, you don't have to defend it with nobody else. Who cares? You can just say, hey, thank you. Nice shirt. You like it? Cool. Keep it moving. And all, the other thing I would say is when it comes to um, when is it best to receive cowards to keep it moving, if you feel like your life is in danger or, or threatened or in any kind of way, if you feel, like, uncomfortable, you don't have to stand there and fight. Well, I... You know, this is what it, it's fine. You feel uncomfortable? Keep it moving. Thank you, because it could make matters worse. Especially if you feel uncomfortable. People see that you're uncomfortable. Some people, people single things out like that and, and just try to use it against you because they know that you're weak. In the sense, they see that as weak. Um, and for the to add to the equation, it's been said that most strangers who ask how are you don't really care. It's sort of an empty pleasant, an empty pleasantry. And I do agree with that. I do agree that when most people do ask you, how are you doing? They really don't care. And I feel like because I've learned this years ago, I learned to actually be genuine about it. If I ask someone this question, I ask genuinely um, how they're doing, if I care. If I don't care, I just, you know, how's it going? Just like that. Keep it moving. How's it going real fast? That means it's one word. Hey, how's it going? That means I want to know. But forgive me, how's it going? That's it. That's when it comes one word, I don't want to know. That's usually what you get. How's it going? You know, it's usually one word. You hear it like that, the tone just means, hey, you don't really want to know how I'm doing. You're just saying how you doing. Got it. We're on the same page. I get it. Cool. Uh, maybe you guys agree with me, maybe you don't. But uh, let's go to uh, Dario on this one. Talk to me, Dario. Um, let me make sure I answer all the questions before. Yes, I did. Um, so starting out with, you know, when is it ever um, not appropriate to, you know, correct someone on sexuality? And then, you know, when is it best to just keep it moving and take the words and keep it moving? In in my situation, <laughs> it, it, it really depends on the situation and not the person because, um, again, most people look at me and instantly assume that I'm gay. So I never really, like I said, it, it's the walk, it's the style, it's the hair. I have nails. Like, it's a lot when you see me that hints, like, Either he's really, really feminine or he's gay, duh, you know what I mean? So I don't really get a lot of she's when it comes to dating. Um, however, there are times where I have to correct people and most times it's people doing what I call mean girling, trying to be funny, like, oh, you know, saying little slick remarks and me being me, I'm like, um, no, I'm going to correct you even though I even though I know you're being a jack, like, I'm still going to let you know, like, no, we're not going there. We're not going to do that. You see it. You know what it is. You know what it is. So it, it's always appropriate to correct them. Like, even in this day and age, people like to act like they don't know <coughs> what's going on, what's what. It's 2021. If you're that lost, you must live under a rock. Like, you see gay lifestyle. You see gay people. We have our own TV shows. 
we uh-huh. have our own businesses. We, we right. literally make the world go round in today's society. So it's not like it, this isn't anything new to them. Gotcha. And so to add to the equation, about most strangers saying, how are you? But they don't really care about you. It's sort of an empty presence. Do you agree or disagree? Well, you know, I grew up in the South, you know, and we have this thing, Southern Hospitality, where we speak to everybody. Um, a lot of now, let me let me catch myself because a lot of it is and can be empty pleasantries. But, you know, again, growing up in the South, growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in, a lot of those empty pleasantries aren't even pleasantries. A lot of them are meant to be insults. So it's all about where it's coming from and how you receive it. Because mm. I could I could easily insult insult someone who knows me and knows I know them, especially from my neighborhood with a, how are you doing? You know what I mean? It's just all about where it's coming from and how it's given. So, mm-hmm. I mean, some people do it some to be funny. You know? Thanks for the clarification. Some people maybe didn't understand that. I don't know if they do now. You gave it to them just way clear. Got it. So hopefully they caught it, right? Hopefully they caught it. You didn't catch it now. You're catching on on next week, you know. But uh, yes. Thank you for that, Dari. And so, uh, Sir Rocky, a Chicago author, talk to me when it comes to this particular subject. What is it ever uh not appropriate to be able to, you know, correct people on your sexuality, or when is it okay to just say, hey, whatever it is, agree to it and keep it moving? Well, I mean, for me, I think it's like, I think it's more of if I put myself in a situation, I always think of the fact that am I really like is it is it really important for them to know at times, or is it like you know should I say something you know just to be like okay look you know just be respectful or is this more like do I want to pick and choose my battles like because at the end of the day does it pay my bill? <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like I've had done I have had family you know, be like, oh, so when you want to get married and this and that, whatever, and I'll just be like, now, now I don't say nothing. Because really, I don't, I'm not trying to have all y'all just talk, you know what I mean? They, they gossip. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, sometimes it kind of makes me be a little distant sometimes. But I've been in situations where I told somebody, hey, you know, this is not the, you know, this is not what you think it is. And then he was just like, oh, no, nah, man, I want to hear all about that or whatever. And you know what I mean? So I, I decided to respond. I'm like, dude, you're being disrespectful. Have I ever came on to you? This now? I had to go off on it. But it, it depends because some people, it's, it's way on how they receive that whole situation. Well, that's what boundaries are about. You have to check them in the moment, just like you did. Hold on, bruh. Calm it down. <laughs> Two brothers. It, I right guess here. it depends if I, I have the energy to even entertain them or not. So. Sometimes, like you said, pick and choose your battles. Sometimes you have to in situations like that. Because if not, that would have continued to be disrespect and it would have never stopped. So you hear me back very well. Put your foot down. Let them know what it is. And to add to the equation, as we said, the strangers who ask, how are you, don't really care. You know, it's kind of an empty pleasantry. Do you agree or disagree? Talk to me. Um, you know, when people ask you how you doing, sometimes you be like, like, I'll give you a prime example. People on Facebook. They be like, how you been? How you You see how I've been. You just now checking up on me. <laughs> I mean, you have my number, you have access to my Facebook, you're commenting. Like, 
it, it just it makes no sense to me. So I mean, when, in that sense, I just it, it may be empty. Uh, what is it? Pleasantry, pleasantry. Pleasantry. And I say yeah. it right. Say it again. Pleasantry. Pleasantry. Look, I'm working on it, y'all. But <laughs> so. <laughs> But yeah, sometimes it can be, but I mean, then there's some people that really want to know how you're doing. And I consider that fam, like, you know, certain family members or um, friends, you know, who really want to know about your well-being. Because some people just be like, how you doing? And sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Very basic. Okay. Exactly. I'll give you what you give me. <laughs> That's fine. Um, okay. Um, this was coming in. Um, so just to uh cross things out with this is in relation to him asking about women treating um treating Aaron as an empty pregnancy when it comes to him being, you know, having a condition, right? Is that what you're saying, Aaron? Basically like Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, I mean people yeah. like I said before, I, I go off of the last thing, like, you know, people keep stuff very basic. You know, sometimes they just say that just to show off you know, make it give give this image like they're being nice to you. You know, sometimes it's not nah, always genuine. But it's probably it's, it's, sometimes it's more like a nasty nice when you don't really realize it really be a nasty nice yeah. and you gotta pay attention to it. You gotta read between the lines. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. so it seems okay. like that. One last thing to say about the, um, what was it? Um, if it's yeah, ever nice to receive it or, or just mm -hmm. move on. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, and there are situations where it is okay to just take the word and move on. However, I feel like if you don't correct someone, they'll sincerely do what it is that they did that you feel like they need to be corrected on. So even if it is a, even if it is something nice or a compliment, I feel like you still should, that person still should be corrected because they might go to the next person and the next person could feel disrespected by it. You know what I mean? So it's always nice to keep people educated on things. So. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't but, an Uber driver. So he wanted to get us, you know, keep his five stars. So he's just being nice, which is cool. I'm glad he at least, you know, said, you know, I hope she treats you right. I think that it's a dude and he didn't get crazy with you. Like, get out my Uber, you know, and get crazy. You know, so, you know, hey, he respected you. Um, and I mean, that's the thing about our mind. Our mind I can make us think so many different things. Maybe he didn't think anything about the empty pregnancy in regards to, you know, I hope they take care of you. Maybe he genuinely meant, I hope they treat you nice. Maybe, maybe he just, because if I was an Uber driver, that's something I would say. And I would genuinely mean it. So maybe that's what he meant. So hopefully that's what he meant. Um, yeah. And so, uh, all right. Uh, and I'm going to take it away. I'm for our next topic. Uh, I'm read on next topic. And of course, this one's going to be, uh, uh, commentated, uh, instructed uh, by Sir Dari Day today. So, yeah, let's get to it with our Aaron. Um, Aaron's going to read it for us. I got pictures up from you. And, oh, there you go. All right. So, just a moment, uh, Quincy, you will be live in a moment. So, Last question, so you can hear it, everybody can hear it, is called, well, before we go off live, it is Genuine, Genuine, and this is from Greg Fisame's IG Reel. 
Now, Aaron Mack loves this reel by 90s baby Greg Fisame, in which, with the Dua Lipa Da Baby song levitating, he professes that he greatly prefers, quote, genuine in-between feminine dudes over, quote, uber-masculine dudes, end quote. Now, Aaron Mack is pleased to see that we seem to be more affirming of all people now compared to when he first entered the dating world in college in the early 2000s. Now, Greg Fisame's use of the word genuine made Aaron Mack wonder if society had absolutely no expected roles for any human, regardless of physical gender, might all humans naturally settle more comfortably somewhere in the middle of the role spectrum with periodic overlap? Why and why not? Y'all tuned in to the Homo Talk Show on Verse TV. It's live in the fact y'all. It's your boy Swerve Music. It's your boy Rocky bringing you the Chicago heat. Sorry, Bay. My name is Quinn Speak, and as you see, I have my double dust sleeve right there. On Verse TV. On Verse TV. Week 1-0. Oh.